Good afternoon. Good afternoon. Good evening. Good morning. Wherever you find yourself listening in the virtual and audio spaces, we are airing globally throughout the United States and into other countries. So I greet you tonight, this afternoon, this morning, from the Lotus Flower Podcast. And thank you again for joining us. The Lotus Flower Podcast, we are a biblically-based podcast, meaning that we make sure that we keep the Lord Jesus Christ at the forefront. We make sure that our conversations are laced, laced with the undergirding of the Holy Spirit as the Holy Spirit leads, guides, and directs our conversation. And we want you to know that all are welcome to listen and to watch the Lotus Flower Podcast. We stream live every Tuesday evening at 7 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. So if your standard time, Eastern Standard Time, isn't your time zone, then I want you to look at what Eastern Standard Time is comparable to your time zone and be sure to tune in at that time. Now, also, if you happen to miss the podcast and you just really want to be able to watch and or listen, you can go back and watch it in the replay by typing in the Lotus Flower Podcast on your YouTube browser and you'll be able to watch it in the replay. You can also listen to the replay of the Lotus Flower Podcast on my Facebook channel under the Dr. Pamela Robinson Facebook channel. Now, we all know that Facebook only keeps it up for a certain number of weeks and then they will take it down. However, it is yet available on YouTube indefinitely and it also is available on my audio platforms, which are various platforms from Google Podcasts all the way to Amazon Podcasts. So there isn't any reason why you shouldn't be able to get this spiritual food. This evening, we have with us a very special friend and sister in the Lord of mine. And I am so excited that she thought it not robbery to come back with us once again to the podcast. She has been on the podcast, Eric, I believe about last year, I believe it was. And we had a very good conversation at that time. And she was also one of my featured guests when I was highlighting women all a whole month last year. It was Women's History Month. And she was one of my featured guests and speakers. speakers and my, 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 didn't our hearts burn? You can go back and look those episodes up. Her name is Pastor May Francis Davis. I am going to share my screen with you now so that you can take a look at her excellent website as well as listen as I read her biography. Once again, my special guest is Pastor May Francis Davis, the Lotus Flower Podcast title, Managing the Father's and the Family's Business. 
season number three, episode number 20. Pastor May Francis Davis. Just one moment. I've got to share my screen with you all. And here we are. Okay. Pastor May. Pastor May Francis Davis, a real, relevant, and straightforward woman of God who possesses the ability to minister to and empower the lives of others. Pastor May Francis Davis has over 35 years of experience in ministry, receiving her license to preach in 1994. In 1995, she graduated from the Eastern Baptist Theological Seminary with a certificate in Christian ministry. She was ordained in 1998 into the gospel ministry by Bishop William J. Scott at Second Pilgrim Baptist Church, where she served as the assistant to the pastor. Elevation in the Lord's Church continued over the years as she was ordained an elder in 2006 and an overseer in 2019. A playwright, author, conference, and seminar speaker, Pastor May has a passion for pouring into the lives of wives, the engaged, ladies in waiting, ladies who want to do it again, and all the queens she encounters who may need a Naomi in their lives. If she is not preaching and teaching the gospel, she is coaching others in the areas of relationships, marriage, and intimacy. Pastor May has been married for 40 plus years to Pastor Eugene, and they have three sons, raised two nieces and nephews, and have a daughter and grandson. They have 13 grandchildren and four great-grandchildren. Pastor May, along with her husband, Pastor Eugene Davis, are the founders and pastors of the Greater Works Christian Ministries, where they serve as evenly yoked School of Marriage Ministry teachers, as well as pastors and overseers. She is a certified intimacy coach and has launched Solomon's Chambers Ministry for Sanctified and Intimacy. Support Pastor May today by clicking on the link where it says donate. The link will be in the bottom of the podcast description, which will take you right to this elaborate podcast episode, as well as take you right to where you can donate into what I am claiming as good ground. As you can see on Pastor May's website that's before you, she has tips on Tuesday. And it airs live on Tuesdays at 2 p.m. She also has on the website 
a link that tells about upcoming events. Sisters in the Pulpit is one of her Facebook groups that she hosts. Also, Destiny Virtual Conference was a conference that she hosted May 19th and 20th of this year. The theme was Stepping into God's Divine Plan. Be sure to look at her website for upcoming events. She also has a link on the website for her contacts here. You can fill in your information if you want to be in contact with Sister May. Also, she has a link which tells about her different groups that she's a part of, as well as she has a link that tells about how to become a member of the groups that she oversees. And then back to the home of the website, you can see Pastor May Francis Davis, beautiful woman on the inside, which radiates on the outside. Are you hearing me? Changing lives one message at a time. Pastor May Francis Davis. Pastor, author, playwright, conference speaker, and marriage host. Pastor May Francis Davis' new book is Help Me for Him. Purchase now by clicking on the link here on the website. You will not be disappointed. And as you can see, Pastor May Francis Davis is impacting, equipping, and empowering the lives of those that are in connection with her in this kingdom global wide ministry. Once again, I am excited to have with me none other than my sister in the Lord, my friend, and a very, very genuine woman that's so loving and so selfless and that will help anyone, anyone that needs help. She'll help you genuinely without any judgment. So I thank and praise God for this woman that I call friend and that I call sister, Pastor May Francis Davis. Welcome. <laughs> good evening. May. Good evening. Good evening. <laughs> good evening. Good evening. Thank you so much for joining us this evening. Can you greet our guest? Well, praise the Lord. It's, it's, it's my pleasure and I count it an honor that you've asked me to come back um, to uh, Lotus Flower Podcast once again. Um, greetings um, and um, blessings to all that are watching now or watch it later, watch it in this country or another country. Um, blessings and greetings to you all in Jesus' name. It is just um, wonderful to be here, to be with you on tonight and um, have a very candid, very open, very honest discussion um, about the women of God and what God is looking from us to do. Thank you. Thank you so much. Um, I know that your bio was just read. However, I want you to share with us who you are and why do you do what you do? 
<laughs> well, I do what I do. I can't help myself because whatever I hear the Holy Spirit say, um, I may not want to, but then there is an uh, there is a pushing and a pressing in my spirit that won't let me go. And so I end up doing and being obedient, which is very important to the Lord, being obedient to the call of whatever ministry he has um you know, laid upon his sons and his daughters. Um, what I did not, uh, what I have not put on um, or updated my website is that I have also something called Women Win Wednesday. Yes. And that airs at five o'clock um, on every other Wednesday. And that is about the women of the Bible and how they relate to us today. And the situation, the circumstances they found themselves in, um, in, in, the both Old and New Testament, trust me, um, there are many women that are have been in that place, have walked in those shoes, but God delivers us out of all. So um, that's something you might want to tune in on on every other Wednesday. So it won't come on again until next Wednesday because that was on last week. And uh, we've been talking about the Proverbs 31 woman, does she exist? Do you want to be her? Are you tired of being her? You know, which one is it? You know, and so we, we've had an open discussion about that and, and what God is looking for us, those who want to be wives, well, you need to prepare yourself. You know, if you want to um, get married again, um, maybe you didn't do everything right the first time, uh, but if God affords you another opportunity, you want to really get it right you know, the next time around, because God is a God of another chance. Um, so, um, and my husband and I, we, uh, we're revamping our marriage ministry. Um, it's called, uh, we've changed the name to Marriage Mechanics, Restore, Repair, and, and, and Maintain. And um, a lot of it is based on our experience, um, based on the word of God as it changed us. Um, next year, we will be married 50 years. So we have right. 50 years of experience, good, bad, and the ugly, okay? <laughs> okay. <laughs> um, but as I said, God has been the center of our relationship. Um, we were on the verge of divorce at one time, but God delivered both of us and turned our, turned our lives around um, and uh, reminded us what true love um, really is about based on the word of God. And God loved us so much that, you know, he gave his only begotten son. So we teach that number one, marriage is a ministry. And number two, um, that your marriage should mirror image um, what Christ is to the church. He's married to the church. He's the husbandman and we're the bride. And marriage needs to mirror image what Christ is to the church. So that's a little bit of other stuff. But, you know, um, you've already talked about the writing and, and, and my new book. Um, it, it's um, based on the Genesis um, one, Genesis two, rather, um, where mm -hmm. the Lord says that He doesn't want man to be alone. He's going to make him a help me, and what that really is, yes. what is a help me, and what was God requiring um, from us, and even for those that uh, before they even became a wife, became a mother, what God was requiring of us, and even part of that discussion is kind of filtered in on tonight as we you know look at. Um, what God has called us to manage um, in ministry right. and in family. Yes, ma'am. Pastor May, how can our listening and or watching audience get a hold of those books that you've written? 
Um, Amazon has them. Barnes and Noble have them. You can order them on either site, um, Amazon or Barnes and Noble. A lot of people like Amazon, um, so they you know get them on Amazon. Um, I have mm -hmm. another book out that's um, that's being redone. It's going to come out as a second edition. Um, hopefully, mm -hmm. it was hoping this year, um, but it's mm -hmm. called One Day at a Time, using the calendar um, to perfect your marriage, and that mm -hmm. um, is about our experience and when we were separated, how God brought us back together. It's a prayer journal in there. Um, it's uh, uh, it's it's packed with a whole bunch of crazy stuff, funny stuff. Mm -hmm. Now it's funny. Yes. It wasn't funny when it was going on. But I've read it. Yeah, yeah. And mm -hmm. so, you know, there's a car chase in there, you know, like, uh, what? <laughs> you know, Pastor Eugene and Pastor May, y'all, yes, we, we, yeah, we were. <laughs> we were a little bit thrilled. We were in the church, but the church wasn't in us, you know. So, Amen. therefore, mm -hmm. that reflected um, in our relationship. Mm -hmm. But when we recognized mm -hmm. who Christ um, really, mm -hmm. really was to us, it, mm -hmm. it put us on a turnaround and on a path. Um, that brought us back together and loving each other um, even the more, but first and foremost, loving Christ even the more um, and mm -hmm. teaching us how to love each other through the word of mm -hmm. God. Amen. And that, you know, Pastor May, that's what I, I just love about you. I, I And I think I might've told you this. I just love your transparency <laughs> and your honesty. That's the way. Praise to God. bring people to Christ, just mm -hmm. being transparent and honest mm -hmm. and not putting on any errors. Not that you can't because you are a woman of excellence and a woman Praise of great esteem, but you walk so humbly amongst us. And I thank you for that. Praise thank the Lord. I give much. praises to the Lord. That's, that's that is him. Um, you know, he's he's he got me who I am, and I am who I am in him, and and through him I am who I am. So I praise and God for that. Thank you so much. And that's why he continues to exalt you because he can trust you with people and with things. When he put that in, thing in your hand, he can trust you with it. And so he continues to give you more and more. And I just pray that he will continue to give you overflowing blessings. Well, now, before we go into our discussion this evening, how can women actually join your groups or are they even open to women on Facebook? And if they are, how can they go about connecting with you? Um, all you have to do is look for the group. There's so many women groups out there. You just put in sisters, it's spelled S-I-S-T-A-S, in the pulpit. And if you put that in, um, it'll come up. You'll see my picture. Um, uh, the requirements that you be a woman. Believe it or not, there's some men been trying to get <laughs> <laughs> trying to get on my page. I'm like, brother, this uh, did you not read the requirements? You know, it's a women's group, okay? Um, okay. I think we haven't had um, men on, you know, uh, some things that have come on that we've had some men on, such as even with your podcast with Father's Day, you know. So we've had some men that have been interviewed and been a part of, of the ministry and, 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 you know, their teachings and preaching. But it is a women's group. Um, uh, you know, we, we ask that, you know, when we look at your page, we are looking for Jesus. Okay. Okay. When we look at your page, but that does not exempt you. Um, you, you may not know Jesus now, but if you hang around with sisters in the pulpit, uh, you gonna know <laughs> Jesus. Okay. So, um, okay. 
you know, it doesn't matter where you are, you know, if you're in another country, we have women from South Africa, from Kenya, from Ghana, that is part of Sisters in the Pulpit, um, Bahamas, you know, we, we have a sister, one of my spiritual daughters um, from the Bahamas, she's a part of it. We have other women all over the country um, that have joined um, Sisters in the Pulpit. And, you, and it's a place where you can release the anointing of God over your life, your, your, your ministry. It, it highlights who you are so other women can see the anointing of God and may call you and say, I need you to come preach for me. I need you to come teach, you know. Um, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. It allows you to showcase the anointing that God has on your life, you know, your businesses, you know, um, your ministry. You know, I, I try to make sure everybody's birthday, I try to mention anybody has a birthday, I know about it, we're going to celebrate mm-hmm. you. If it's your anniversary mm-hmm. and I know about it, we're going to celebrate you. Um, mm-hmm. Anything that God is doing, elevations, we want to make sure that we su- and support and celebrate um, the women of God, that, that what God is doing in their lives. So we try to make sure that we celebrate all of that. Amen. Thank you. Thank you so much. Mm-hmm. Thank you. I am so honored once again to have you with us as we talk about the topic of managing the father's and the family's business. As my listening guests know, and those that may be just joining us, and hey, welcome to you all. I see we have some people with us and for those that are coming on in. As you all may know, we ask uh, people that are our special guests to give us a topic that they prayed about, that they think they feel the Lord has actually put in their spirit to share with you all. So I'm sitting here with Pastor May as she wants to share with us managing the Father's and Family Business, Season 3, Episode number 20. I'd like to ask you, Pastor May, why did you choose that particular topic? Oh, well, you know, when you asked me, and I was like, okay, what am I going to talk about? You know, um, um, I had to pray about it. And um, and actually, this morning, you know, in my prayer time, my meditation time, my reading time, um, the Lord gave me um, that particular topic. And I think it's important that as women, um, specifically as women, we get the, we understand that the father has given us a business. When Jesus was 12 and, you know, he got separated from his parents and his parents family. And, you know, he's a, you know, what's going on? He said, I'm about my father's business. And as a believer, whether you're a brother or a sister, as a believer, we need to be about our father's business, but we need to understand what our father's business um, is, and we need to know how to manage it um, as it pertains to ministry, as it pertains to business, as it pertains to family, and understanding the order in which God has um, called us to manage um, his, his business. And able, if you have a family or if you're single, whatever it is to be able to manage, um, because if you're single and you are, are about your father's business, then you have to understand that, you know, you not only have to maintain his business, but yours. And one of them is self-care. You got to take care mm-hmm. of the temple. It is the, it is the mm-hmm. temple of the Holy Spirit. So, you know, mm-hmm. you may not be taking care of children or husband, but you need to take care of yourself. How you how are you going to maintain doing ministry if you don't maintain the temple so that you can continue to do the work that God has assigned your hands to do? 
that's that makes perfect sense. And sometimes sometimes things that make the most sense, we make them the most difficult. <laughs> yeah. Why is that? We'll talk about that maybe as we expound, uh-huh. but um, it's so simple, isn't it? Mm-hmm. However, what do we mean when we say the father's business? Before we get into that first question there, mm-hmm. what is the father's business? It's the kingdom. You know, we have been called um, a royal priesthood, a chosen generation. Mm -hmm. And Jesus preached about his kingdom to come and his will be done. Um, So as disciples of Jesus Christ, it is so important that we recognize we're trying to bring the kingdom from heaven to earth and that that there were, there's an earthly realm uh, as believers that we have have charge over, um, that we are um, supposed to be winning um, souls for Christ. We know God is going to have many at the end, more than the devil's going to have it. But That's the right. Bible tells us we must work while it is day, because when night cometh, no man can work, no woman can work. So, you know, right. it's important that we understand it's not about church. Although that's the that's the fellowship that's people it. have gotten it backwards. That's the okay. fellowship place. So he's called us uh, um, to fellowship. He tells us forsake not the assembly um, with other believers. But that's that's the fellowship place. You know, that's the place where we go to hear what God is saying. He speaks mm-hmm. to us through the man and woman of God to the congregation, and as we do that, we fellowship together. But then mm-hmm. we're released to do the kingdom, the father's business. The father's business Mm -hmm. is about the kingdom. It's about winning Mm -hmm. disciples um, for the kingdom. So we kind of get that mixed up a little bit. It's not about church. Mm -hmm. It's it's about kingdom. And that's what Jesus talked about the whole time he was here. So if I was at my workplace and I was there, am I to do the father's business at my workplace? Oh, absolutely. But you know, you you have these different rules and regulations on 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 you know um, separating church and state, and how you know you shouldn't you know some companies you know they don't want you to talk about politics, don't want you to talk about religion, uh, but right. there are ways that you can still present Christ by the way you mm-hmm. live. Trust okay. me, if people mm-hmm. see you. All right. Mm-hmm. And they see the type of person, the characteristics that you they'll come to you. OK, mm-hmm. they'll come yes, to you they and ask you to pray. Mm-hmm. You'll, you won't yes, have to tell people that I'm a believer or I'm a Christian mm-hmm. by the way that you live, by the way that you act, the character of Christ that you portray on your That's job right. in your workplace. And and listen, the Holy Spirit is very intelligent. If somebody needs mm-hmm. prayer, oh, he'll help you find a, a way to be able to mm-hmm. steal away and pray. Okay. I see. Yes. Yes. Amen. And I wanted to, I'm glad you answered that. And I wanted to share that because people think, well, I'm at a certain place, so I can't do the father's business, you know, because I'm at this in a certain place and that might make me stand out or I might be doing something against the rule or whatnot. But I hear you saying wherever you might be, the Lord is a perfect gentleman and he's very intelligent the holy spirit and he's going to give you a way to do the father's business so there shouldn't be an excuse no excuse to not be able to do his business wherever you might find yourself Mm -hmm. 
can't. There's never an excuse. Set a foundation for right. There's never excuse. You know, the Lord yes. will give you the opportunity. You get a lunch break, okay? Okay. I don't <laughs> care if you, you, you go to lunch. You know, you mm-hmm. can take it outside of the building and say, hey, let's have lunch together. You know, mm-hmm. you may have a break room. You know, and you may find yourself in the break room and you're talking with someone and they're sharing their heart, um, you know, mm-hmm. telling you the things. And that's an opportunity to say, listen, uh, you don't have to tell me all of your business because God right. already knows. How about right. if we pray? You know, you right. can do that at lunch. Mm-hmm. You know, you can that's you right. know, do that before you start your work day. You know, mm-hmm. so um, you have an opportunity to always share Christ with someone. God will mm-hmm. give you an opportunity, even if you're in the supermarket, in the store. It, you know, you have some, or you have a cashier sitting. I mean, at the cash register, getting frustrated because someone in front of you is giving them a hard way to go. Okay, mm-hmm. and then when your turn comes up, you get in there and you say, "Listen." You know, I'm prayed. I prayed for you while that person was giving you a hard time. You know, they just said, you know, you shared Christ with them with them without even realizing. You know, and letting them know I was praying mm-hmm. for you, and they were like, "Wow, thank you." You'd be surprised. Right. People want you to pray for them. They may not ask for it, but they really <laughs> do. And sometimes you you just let them know without having to stand there, whole hand. She's working, okay, so you can't hold her hand, but you can stand in your place. And when you get mm-hmm. to that individual, say, listen, I prayed for you while you were dealing mm-hmm. with that customer, and you mm-hmm. did very well. You held your peace. And I know it's because mm-hmm. I prayed God kept you from getting angry. God kept, you know, and people welcome mm-hmm. that, you know, because you get angry Amen. on a job, you can lose your job. So somebody needs That's to right. <laughs> <laughs> Or these days, this day and age, you might get shot. Waiting for you after you get off of work. Not <laughs> <laughs> just lose the job, you might lose your life. Okay. You lose but, your life. but anyway, um, also before doing the father's business, not only is it encompassing sharing the gospel, but it also encompasses other things such as taking care of the husband, taking care of the kids, right? Yes. Taking care of the taking care of business, just yeah. everyday task mm-hmm. is setting us up to taking care of that father's business, isn't it? Wouldn't mm-hmm. you say? Yes, they absolutely. might think it just means people might be listening and that might be new in the in the word or new in the Lord, and maybe not even ever heard of the gospel, and they might think, well, taking care of the business means we just gotta go out and witness. Mm-hmm. I think it's bigger than that, wouldn't you say? Oh, it's definitely bigger than that. Um, the Lord established us uh, as as women, as men, in the very beginning. God had mm-hmm. given us an assignment. I'm going to read Genesis um, 1.28, if you don't mind. That's okay. Yes, it says, and yes, God blessed them, granting them, meaning male and female, um, them certain authority, and said to them, be fruitful, multiply, and fill the earth, and um, subjugate it, putting it under your power, and rule over dominion, the fish of the sea, the birds of the air, and every living thing that moves upon the earth. The Lord established an assignment for man and one before he had even formed man out of the dust before he blew yes. uh, um, breath and he became a living soul before he recognized and said to him, you need to help me. You can't do all this work by yourself. Okay. He yes. already prophetically mm-hmm. prophesied what we would be able to do in the very beginning, you know? So yes. 
not only did he show us and tell us that we could work together, you know, mm -hmm. doing that business, but then he says, mm -hmm. listen, you need to help me. Because before a woman came, he was doing all of this by himself, mm -hmm. but God prophetically mm -hmm. spoke what would take place once mm -hmm. the, he decided to put man to sleep and make woman, okay? Mm -hmm. And because, yes. listen, he couldn't do all that by himself, and it's evident okay. today. Man still can't do stuff by himself, okay? <laughs> they need us. Amen. They did That's right. Us, okay. That's so, right. You know, we, we're called. We were called and established in the beginning. You know, yes. um, to take mm -hmm. care of what God established in the earth, His His yes. His kingdom on earth. He told us what mm -hmm. He wanted uh, man and woman to do. He said mm -hmm. them. He was calling them together, and then He established a family unit. I I tell people all the mm -hmm. time that the God established the first ministry um, in the garden by marriage. You know, with yes. Adam and Eve becoming as one flesh. That's the first mm -hmm. ministry, and then the children yes. came later. So yes. He established. A, a, um, an assignment for the earth for them. Yeah. Then he established an assignment as a husband and wife. Then he established assignment as a mother and a father. So God's assignment was first for them to mm -hmm. subdue, take authority over the earth. This is what he said. This is what man and woman would do. Then he set mm -hmm. man up. Then he set woman up. Then he set the family up. So there was a progression of things that, that we had, that he had given us authority over to take care of, you know? Mm -hmm. So we've always been in the picture. Although right. men mm -hmm. trying to use Eve, I know what Eve did, okay? Right, um, right. But I tell people all the time, where was her husband? Okay. Hey, yeah, where was where he? Was <laughs> where was Adam? Okay. Yes. I know <laughs> the order um, that God placed, it got out of order. And it got yes. out of order because that mm -hmm. which he established first wasn't where he was supposed to be. We don't know Amen. how much span of time that he was mm -hmm. not uh, where he was supposed to be, that mm -hmm. Eve was talking to something that should not have been talked. It wasn't nothing else God created in the, in the earth that was talking. Mm -hmm. Why was right. he talking and why was she listening? Okay. And mm -hmm. so, but right. what we understand too is that we always have to ask the question where was Adam? And because mm -hmm. Adam was not in his place, the order that God set in, in the garden, it got out of order. And then mm -hmm. everything trickled from that. Mm -hmm. You know, uh, mm -hmm. men want to blame us, okay, um, mm -hmm. because we ate first, okay? Right. And then we gave it to our husbands. Well, yeah. husband, the, the first initial um, uh, rule and authority that God said, don't eat from, he, before we got, before he put you to sleep, before he pulled mm -hmm. us out of the side of man, a mm -hmm. man had already received instructions. Okay. That's right. And so That's right. he didn't follow the instructions, you know, um, mm -hmm. but God had, had given him free will. Mm -hmm. That's how she ended up. You know, yep. she saw it. She liked it. It was beautiful. You know, mm -hmm. um, the snake probably was beautiful too. The serpent, he probably looked good, you know, but the thing mm -hmm. of it is, is that he should have been in, he should have been where he was supposed to be to stop his wife. So yes, That's it got right. out of order, but they always want to blame right. us for, for things coming out of order. And so that mindset has trickled down mm -hmm. through ages and has put us in a place where men say we're not supposed to do certain things. 
you know. Right. But that's yes. not that's not what is said in the beginning. It isn't biblical. And everything that I want you all that, that are listening and watching, that everything that Pastor May just shared, you can find in the word. It's Absolutely. backed up by scripture. Absolutely. It's not just something that she's saying because it's an opinion. Mm -hmm. It's right in Genesis, how the Lord gave man that instruction before he took us from the from the side. You can find it in Genesis. The, yeah. I believe it's in the very Genesis first, the first chapter. chapter. Of, Genesis yes, first and chapter. read it. So go forth there and read it for yourself. Because if you have an issue with it, take it up with Jesus. That's it. Take it up. Don't read that first chapter uh, and first and second chapter of Genesis. It is an eye opener. Okay. That's right. Um, That's right. Yeah. So as we go on further on down, I want to talk about the question of what have women been called to do in the father's business? Well, we've been called to make disciples. You know, Matthew, Matthew 28, um, 18 to 20. I'm going to read this out of Amplified Bible. It said, Jesus came up, up and said to them, that them he's talking about are the disciples. He was talking to the disciples. He said, all authority, all power of absolute rule in heaven and has been uh, uh, on earth has uh, where has oh has um has been put. I'm gonna read that right. All authority and all power, absolute rule in heaven, is in heaven and in earth. So he told. Uh, oh, I must have left out something. But um, what he was saying here in in Matthew 28, 18, 20, that the other part of that was that he had said, "Go into all the nations, baptizing them in the name of Jesus." He said, "Make disciples." first, make the disciples, and then baptize them in the name of the Father and the Son and the Holy Ghost. He told us that we are commissioned. That's what they call the Great Commission, that we were to go into all the world, all the nation, that we are to make disciples. disciples. That is not mm -hmm. a man's job only. That is a calling mm -hmm. for every believer. He said disciples. Mm -hmm. He used the word disciples, even we, even though we know that they were apostles at that time, but mm -hmm. he wanted to let them know we're talking about making disciples. And that's not mm -hmm. a job that only men were supposed to do. And I thank God mm -hmm. for Paul. Because Paul set some yes. stuff in order. Jesus has yes, set things in order too. But men, you know, the way that they were uh, um, taught according to the Hebrew history, you know, the uh, Levitical order, you know, everything yes. that Moses had taught, they were still, you know, following Moses. They were still following Abraham, you know. So right. they did not recognize women in ministry. Uh, but they, if they went back, and read Deborah, they would find out that Deborah was, you might have said she was pastor because she was one of the judges that took care of the children of Israel, you know, okay. and they said, all oh, women always bring up Deborah. Yeah, I'm going to bring her up. Every time you try to yeah. tell me I wasn't supposed to be what I'm supposed to be, I'm going to remind Amen. you that God did that in the <laughs> Old Testament, okay? Yes, um, it was. Before Jesus hit the scene. And then mm -hmm. so many women got released. He released mm -hmm. a woman at the well, you know, she mm -hmm. went and got a whole village set Hey, come on here. That wasn't yes. that was a sister that did that. Mm -hmm. Okay. Mm -hmm. And then you got Paul who comes and, and, and makes Phoebe. 
um, uh, uh, tell them, listen, you t you do Phoebe just like you do me, you know, because mm -hmm. she was a mm -hmm. co-laborer in the work that he was doing. Okay? That's he right. So many other um, uh, uh, women that were basically apostles. That there's a woman apostle, and I, I talked mm -hmm. about the. I think her name is Junia. Yes. She is uh, one of the apostles that um, that Paul uh, initiates and let them know. She basically what she was doing was a mm -hmm. job of an apostle. So um, mm -hmm. you can find mm -hmm. that too. You know, yes. um, it's in there. I've done some. I've done some homework. I've done some research. Um, Priscilla and Aquila. Um, that right. was my husband and wife evangelism evangelist mm -hmm. team. Okay, mm -hmm. they were evangelists. They went out from city to city. Women. This woman was a part of the ministry. There are other women that right. started churches in their um, in their homes. So you know, mm -hmm. yes, we have. God has called us to do these things. It's you know, men have stopped us. You know, and you know, so I don't want to go too far because you know, you, I know that's part of the question about right the, about the hindrances of, of, of why we don't go. But I do want to add the greatest but I, I i'm a little biased but i think the greatest of those women were naomi that story with naomi and ruth oh, and yes. how our the kings and redeemer came from that and how yes. out of that whole story came Absolutely. for our lord and savior Absolutely. from Absolutely. a tragic situation there was mm -hmm. prostitution there down the line mm -hmm. all of that rejection mm -hmm. they weren't even supposed to be in the line of the Rahab. yes and all of that came out of that and the that lord lineage. used that yes 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 and the lord used that situation to bring about our salvation yes a woman yes. Yes. a woman that was rejected and despised of men absolutely absolutely you're gonna even go back a little bit further um with moses you know, um, uh, I was listening to the radio. I was talking about um, the women that were instructed by Pharaoh to kill every male child that's born. Pua was yes. one of the midwives, and she didn't do it. Okay, right. you know, and she told him this. Oh, they, they, they. By the time we get there, that the baby's here. We couldn't do nothing. The baby's already born. You know, so right. God has used women continuously. Yes, there were some wicked sisters in 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 the Bible. Yes. Okay, right. Isabel right. was one of them. You know, um, mm -hmm. there are some other sisters that were wicked. Um, in in right. the Old Testament. Um, but God redeemed all of us. So yes. why suppress the sister when God? has shown example right. after example after example on um how he's used women um throughout biblical history you know exactly and yes and you spoke about paul and you said and we know paul how he came forth and straightened some things out for women yes he did now the lord there's nothing new under the sun and and i know for sure that the lord has utilized men to take the lead and place the mantle of God upon the women that might be in their flock. I've had many male leaders in my life from when I first cut my teeth. I was just talking to one of my sisters in the Lord from 30 years in friendship, Sister May, and I cut my teeth in the Lord. If y'all don't know what that means, cut your teeth in the Lord, that people that might be listening all around the world or whatnot. <laughs> different ministerial persuasions. Mm -hmm. It means when I first came into ministry right. and I first was <clears throat> actually getting equipped 
to actually be a part of the uh, of of the fold of right. the ministerial fold. Mm -hmm. So when it first came about, there was a of just a profound bishop. At that point, mm -hmm. he wasn't a bishop; he was uh, just a man of God. Was my pastor, and he he saw the the call upon my life, and he and he believed in that call that was on my life and allowed me to get into, you know, to walk into that call and to be right. licensed and to, you know, and to work the ministry and to lead things in the house of the Lord. You know, it was a man that was because back then many of the leaders were men that's right. been 30 years back. They were men. And so I thank God that there were good men that were not, threatened by the call that was on my life, you know, and I was able to go forth and do. But the Lord said, even if women that are listening, the Lord said, even if a man may or any hindrances might come your way, it doesn't just have to be from a man, that the Lord will take you around that situation. Absolutely. Or he might put keep you in the situation to build your character up and built the anointing up in your life so that Absolutely. you can move into what he has for you. There won't be no stopping because what God has for you, hallelujah, Glory is, to God. For you. is for you. It's yes, for you. So I want to just give kudos out, though. There are some men out there. We're not bashing you, man. No, we're just absolutely not. Like, we're just letting you know that there has been from the foundation that was how it was set up that the enemy thought that he would use men to stop right. God's right. plan. Listen, my God. husband is amazing. Yes. My husband mm -hmm. is amazing. He has supported every ministry that mm -hmm. God has laid upon my life before yes. he became a minister. You know, um, whatever God had called me to do, you know, he was yes. praying for me. He, he is my best supporter. Um, mm -hmm. he has always been my best supporter from the day that I said, you know, God was calling me into the ministry. He, he was a deacon. He said, listen, I, I don't, I don't know what God said, but if you said it, I believe that God has spoken it to you and I'm going to support. I, and it is, he uses this word all the time. I'm all in. He always uses that word. You know, <laughs> when I come to him, say, like, honey, you know, well, I think this, you know, Lord is saying this. He said, baby, I'm all in. So, yeah. and, and I've had other men that have supported you know, me in the ministry, um, it's still some out there that, that haven't got, got it yet. But I yes. thank God for the ones that have pushed their daughters in ministry. Mm -hmm. You know, um, the, uh, my, the, the bishop, um, William Scott, he is my father in the ministry. He is the one that I was birthed out of. And I was his assistant pastor, uh, assistant to the pastor. Um, mm -hmm. You know, we already had women that were in, in the pulpit when he got there. So the history of the churches that there was another uh, minister there, uh, Reverend Dolores Copes, she died, but uh, but I was I became a minister while she was still alive and I learned from her and she was mm -hmm. the assistant to the pastor. When mm -hmm. she died, her tutelage along with um, the coaching and the mentorship of, of Bishop Scott it allowed me to become the next um, a female uh, woman in the pulpit and to become the assistant to the pastor as well. So that's history of Second Pilgrim. I was the second female that became licensed and ordained in a traditional Baptist church. 
Oh my. And with a male, male leadership? With male leadership. Absolutely. Okay, Todd. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So God so, is yes. able to, he can soften, not that the pastor heart needed to be softened, but he can soften a heart that might be hardened and he can make it palatable yes. to the degree that his work will be able to be done. Yeah. And we thank and praise God for, for how he uses anybody and anything. He said he would even make a donkey cry cry or talk or walk rocks cry out well, a, a donkey did yeah. talk a donkey did talk yeah. on his behalf yes and, and told the man of god look there's an angel waiting to cut your head off do <laughs> not turn that corner okay uh but you know he said the rocks will cry out if you don't cry out I'll, the rocks will cry out i don't want no rock to cry yes. out for me when God has that's given right. me the ability to worship him myself. And that's not just Amen. with my mouth, but um, everything that I have, you know, there's a song said, uh, if you can use um, anything, anything, use me, use my hands, my feet, you know, my mouth, you know, whatever, whatever God has given me, I give it back to him. I yield all of it back mm-hmm. to him for him to use as he see fit. Amen. Amen, sister. What are some of the hindrances that have kept us back from accomplishing the father's business. What hinders us, Sister May? Well, we we know that the the opposing opposition of you know what women have been called to do. Women can't preach. Women can't pastor. Women can't be bishops. You know, we we mm-hmm. know already where that that attitude and um, that misconception. Um, has come from. Um, we've mm-hmm. already talked about that. But the mm-hmm. other thing is fear. Women are okay. fearful um, okay. of stepping out. Um, sometimes it has to do with where they are, with what, what congregation, what fellowship that they are in, that there may okay. not be women that are, are working in those capacities. And they may be afraid to say, I've been called. They may be afraid to say to their leadership, I hear the calling of God on my life. There have been women that have gone to their leaders and said, I, I hear the Lord calling me into ministry and they never moved on it. And so sometimes mm-hmm. women get stuck in mm-hmm. um, in a ministry and they're afraid to move because they don't know if they're going to get accepted somewhere else. And then mm-hmm. they're afraid of if they do, they're going to have to starve and scratch. Some, you know, some women spent 20 years mm-hmm. waiting, 25 years waiting to be elevated and they never get mm-hmm. elevated. And then they get mm-hmm. fearful, want to move on. Or then they yes. begin to doubt that maybe God didn't call me. Doubt sets in. Right. Okay. Mm-hmm. Um, we we sometimes can be our, our worst stumbling block. Okay. Yes. Because we're mm-hmm. not willing to launch out in the deep. You know, in okay. order to get, in order for the disciples that Peter and hit all his crew to get fish, he told them, you know, you got to launch out in the deep. You know, right. I, I tell you mm-hmm. to throw your net. That's what you thought. And he tells you, no, you, uh, uh-uh, you ain't a fisherman. Come on here. He made the fish. Okay. So, yes. you know, <laughs> we, we have to be willing to um, take a risk and take a leap of faith. And sometimes it takes another sister who's already yes. walked in that path, have already mm-hmm. had those experiences of rejection from leadership yes. to say, listen, 
I had to leave where I, where I was. I had to take a leap right. of faith. I had to go right. to a place that God showed me. God will show you. And I yes. always I, one of the, my words that I say when people are uh, are looking to see what's gonna go. Um, what's going to happen to them. I say, God mm -hmm. always has a next. When you leave one yes. place, God always has a next. If ministry yes, is does. in you, um, the mm -hmm. Bible tells us that your gift will make room for you. Yes. Okay? And mm -hmm. it says a man's gift in, in Proverbs, I believe it is, um, Proverbs 18, 16, it says a man's gift, but that's not just for men. Again, we talked about if mm -hmm. we weren't supposed to have gifts, we weren't supposed to use God wouldn't have given them to us. But, you know, right. God has given us gifts. And so therefore he tells us that our gifts will make room. So sometimes you may need a Naomi. Sometimes right. you may need an Elizabeth. Okay. Mm -hmm. um, mm -hmm. you, you may need an example of an Esther. You may need yes. an example of a Deborah. And so mm -hmm. look for these women, um, mm -hmm. some old sister saints, you know, um, mm -hmm. that have already gone before you in ministry. You know, mm -hmm. there's some women in, in Philadelphia from where I'm from. Audrey Brunson mm -hmm. was one of them, but she's bishop now, Bishop Audrey Brunson. Um, she's mm -hmm. been in ministry for years. She's one of the early um, uh, um, women of God that paved the way for other women um, mm -hmm. when she was a young one. I think um, Bishop Brunson must be way in her 80s now, you know, mm -hmm. maybe, even maybe close to her 90s. But, you mm -hmm. know, she was doing ministry then. She was preaching the gospel mm -hmm. then. No, mm -hmm. no man stopped her. You know, Amen. she came under Amen. her father, you know, um, there are mm -hmm. other women that um, that I can call that have been in ministry for years and years and years. Oh, and wow. they paved the way for us, you know, mm -hmm. um, but somebody mm -hmm. pushed them. You know, that's right. You know, rather that's it right. was the father that pushed them or rather it was the mother that pushed them. They had mm -hmm. a mentor. And we, need, right. you know, you go into ministry, women of God, mm -hmm. you need to find a mentor. That's right. Somebody that's going to help push you to get into ministry. Um, that's going to teach you. Um, hang around some women of wisdom, you know, mm -hmm. and and mm -hmm. um, try to partner up with them. Look for a mother in Zion that will pray right. you through. A sister in Zion mm -hmm. that will pray you mm -hmm. through uh, as you you know as a, as a midwife. As you go exactly. through those birthing pains, ministry causes birthing pain because you're trying to birth exactly. something. God is trying to birth something um, right. out of you. And sometimes yes. you need a midwife, you know. That's good. One of the things yeah. that I know that that about myself, I know that one of two things that I know that God has called me to do, he's called me as an encourager. That's one of the mm -hmm. gifts of the spirit. Yes, uh, in uh, in Corinthian, he talks about the gift of the uh, the gift of encouragement in Corinthian, mm -hmm. and also um, I am a midwife. I help. That's what mm -hmm. why sisters in the pulpit exist um, because mm -hmm. I want to see women achieve the things that God has said is waiting for them. That's good. so you know I, I'm a mm -hmm. midwife. I, I, I and you help, help them to birth that. Yes. Can you help them? You have yes. prayed me through many things, Pastor. You have, and you've been there for me. I'm a witness. And I have participated in Sisters in a Pulpit, giving yeah. some messages and whatnot. And I've seen the other women that have come on and how you have 
work right alongside them and allow them that platform mm -hmm. to bring about those spiritual gifts. Mm -hmm. So it's not just something you're saying. I'm a witness to what you've done. I want you to expound a little bit on there are some sisters that are listening or that will listen and or watch that are going through some pain, pain right now. But right now they're misconstrued. They got a little confusion going on about what this thing is. Is why are they walking through so much pain? But I heard you say that the Lord is setting some people up with that birthing pain because it helps you to kind of have them contractions, you know. Oh, and you push them out. Yeah. So um, you push that thing out, the thing. You push the baby out. But <laughs> when you're doing that and you're going through it, it ain't fun. No. But it's setting you up for the next. Now, can you talk to a sister that's listening tonight or, and or watching or that will watch or, and or listen about the pain that she's going through? This is prophetic right now. There's somebody going through some pain right now, and they don't realize that the pain is really setting them up for the mm -hmm. next, mm -hmm. the next thing about God's business. Mm -hmm. But it's hindering them right now because that pain is just getting to be too much. And the hindrance is coming. They're trying to self-medicate through some opiates. They're self-medicating through alcohol. They're self-medicating through illicit sex. They're self-medicating through binge-watching Netflix. And they're self-medicating themselves by just toning, zoning out hindrances. Let's talk to those women right now. They haven't accepted that call, but that hindrance and that pain I know is setting them up. I've not walked down that particular street, but I've walked down some pain. And I know that that pain is setting them up. Mm -hmm. So can you kind of speak maybe from a prophetic vein to somebody that really needs to hear this, Pastor May? Well, I know I, I, I very well know those birth and pains um, uh, when it comes to God pushing, um, trying to help us push out that that baby that yes. that calling that anointing um that i i for personally uh thought that singing was what god was telling me to do so okay. sometimes we'll try to find hide ourselves in church the other yes. those other things that you mentioned they're absolutely true but some of us are hide in the church try to do everything mm -hmm. else but know that god has called you and you are struggling in it one of the things i wrote an article uh in 2008 called um, Crush for the Anointing. I was writing for okay. an online magazine at the time. And what I discovered was how the process of the olive um, becomes a pure oil um, that okay. was used to pour and put in the horn that was mm -hmm. used to pour on David. It was the, the oil that they used to anoint kings with. And okay. when you, when they go through the process, first of all, when they are picking the olives, they don't pick them by hand. They take a stick and beat them off the tree. Okay. Okay. So once they beat them off the tree, understand that when you are trying to get to your next, there is going okay. to be some beating. Okay. okay. There's going to be okay. some mental and you know emotional beating that you a spiritual beating because you're struggling so hard the other okay. process is is that when they actually get the olives into the basket there is mm -hmm. a, a, a like a weeding process that they pick out 
the bad olives or the okay. olives that have not totally ripened. So there's a okay. process of separation. They separate yes. the good olives from the okay. bad olives or vice versa. Mm-hmm. So okay. your struggle and your pain, you're trying to hold on to friends. You're trying mm-hmm. to hold on to people that's not going where God is trying to take you. And so there's a separating part. Then there is a a process of of crushing the olives. That's the part that you need to get through because Mm -hmm. there's going to be a lot of crushing. There's going to be some some times that your heart is going to be broken. Um, because yes. the people that you think are going, that's like I hear you. I, I'm I'm with you. I'm with you. And then you right. find that they're not with you. Not your with heart you. is right. crushed. Your spirit right. is crushed. Your mind right. is crushed. Hallelujah! Right. Glory to God. Yes, there is a God. crushing uh, of yes. your spirit and your will because you're yes. not being obedient to what you hear God says. So there's right. a crushing that has to take place. And what happens is after the olives are, are pressed uh, and crushed under what they, it's like a granite stone that um, mm-hmm. continues to roll back and forth. Yeah. Sometimes we are back and forth. You know, That's I right. think I hear him or I don't hear him or somebody uh, said, oh, God has not called you. So you're back and forth being blinded, right. being crushed. But mm-hmm. as it as those pellets of olives are being crushed, the mm-hmm. oil droplets begin to fall. Beautiful yes. gold, gold oil droplets until it has dropped completely into a vessel um, where the total process of that beautiful oil comes out yes. and mm-hmm. sometimes it takes a crushing in order Amen. to get the anointing of God Amen. so that Amen. you can move into your mm. next level your your yes. next move of God yes. your next uh, a ministry event you know you yes. can't if I had if every time I get disappointed when things don't go my way I have uh, there's plenty of scriptures mm-hmm. that I cling to but you know things mm-hmm. have not always gone you know Lord I know I heard you say this and it didn't go right and maybe you didn't call you you know you got that seesaw back and forth back and forth you know right, right, right. If you heard God right or it was you or whatever Ever. The mm-hmm. devil will never tell you to do ministry. Let me just make right. that clear. Even right. if the ministry <laughs> doesn't come out the way that you think it should, know right. that it is still part of your process. Maybe yes. you launched it too early. Maybe mm-hmm. you didn't finish the process. Maybe mm-hmm. you didn't put everything in order. You know, whatever mm-hmm. it is, the devil's not going to tell you to do ministry. But right. know that God will allow you to go through it to reevaluate, to restructure, to strategically make plans to like, I'm going to do it again, okay? Mm -hmm. And Lord, I'm going to keep doing it until Mm -hmm. I get it right or until I Mm -hmm. get the the, uh, process in which you um, have called me to. Yes, that's exactly right. And that points right back to the hindrances in the flesh. When we are not looking at it through the spiritual lens, we're looking at it through this eye gate and we look at those hindrances as being obstacles that something is designed to keep us from moving forward. Mm -hmm. But I hear you saying those things the Lord has designed in that process. When you explained the elaborate process of that olive and how that oil comes out and it comes out through a process that God has ordained. 
Yeah. So when you're back and forth, self-medicating with opiates, medicating with alcohol, with illicit sex, or watching binge watching Netflix and all those types of things that are not that are feeding the flesh, mm-hmm. you're going to actually be stuck in that hindrance and you won't be able to accomplish the father's business. Absolutely. But I hear you saying you gotta hold on and go through the crushing. Yeah. Because the anointing comes forth through crushing. Yes, it does. Through pressure. Yes. Through it. pain. No pain, no gain. Yes, right. The anointing of God destroys the yoke. And the only way you're going to get the anointed is you got to get the oil. That's right. You have to get the oil. (laughs) And the only way you're going to get the oil is that you got to go through a crushing. You got to go through a beating. You got to go through a separation. And Mm -hmm. then you you got to be rolled out and crushed in order for Mm -hmm. the oil to be squeezed out of you. And when that oil is squeezed out, it is beautiful. God has made something beautiful out of all of our lives. The word says that Mm -hmm. he has given us beauty for our ashes. ashes. That's what it says. Sister May, does this happen in private, the crushing, or does it happen in public? Or does it happen both? Both. (laughs) I've gotten it in both areas, okay? Okay. I've got it in private and I've got openly, (laughs) you know, in front of everybody, you know. And but but the one thing that I have learned that if even if your leader is wrong, he still or she is still your leader. And God told us to respect the authority that was over you. He didn't always yes, say the authority was going to be right. He didn't that's always right. say that the authority that you're, that's over you is going to uh, be, you know, always doing what the right thing towards you. Exactly. But he said, mm-hmm. respect your authority. Let God mm-hmm. deal with the leader. Mm-hmm. You yes. remain humble and you remain mm-hmm. obedient until God gives you your exodus. Your exit, exactly. Okay. Stage stage Mm -hmm. right for you to leave. But I am a firm believer that when whenever God repositions you or getting ready to reposition, you just don't leave a ministry without having somewhere else or something else to do. I believe Mm -hmm. that God will position you to leave for one door to close. And I and I use this phrase, when the wind of, of the door closes, that same wind brings open another door. So, Amen. Um, Amen. so yes. I can see yeah. that. I can see that. Now, why? Why should a person that is being rejected, misused, and abused by someone in authority, why should that person continue to show respect to that leader because the, god told us to uh, he, 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 he said he said he said respect the authority now listen you don't I'm say that over here because there are people that are under uh, under the sound of our voice that their flesh that okay maybe have not gotten where we are right. so i'm just playing devil's advocate you okay know, I, I, got you. Answer, I got you i got you i got you yeah one of the things now listen um, one thing I know about church folk, they will abuse you. Okay. okay. All right. Unfortunately, you know, there are bullies in the church. Okay. And okay. they can extend from the pulpit to the door. You okay. have to use wisdom and you need to be in constant prayer 
okay? okay. Praying for okay. your leadership and praying for, for the time that God is going to allow you to be released from mm. that ministry. God will mm. release you and he will mm. release you in a time. But by the time you done got crushed and all through mm. that process, that oil is going to be, it's going to cost you something to get it. But when mm -hmm. that oil is released, it's going to be beautiful. And not only in the sight of God, but in the sight of others, because people are going to see that you didn't say anything. Okay. Mm -hmm. The Bible, there's mm -hmm. a hymn that says, God never mm -hmm. said a mumbling word. Okay. Mm -hmm. He took the beating. Mm -hmm. He took the crushing, you know, and the, and the mm -hmm. Bible tells us in order to reign with him, we got to do some suffering. Church yeah, folks don't like to suffer. Christians don't mm -hmm. like to suffer. And so there are there is some suffering that that comes with the cost, the anointing cost. Of the anointing. So it, you're saying I shouldn't I so you're saying I shouldn't suck my teeth and roll my head. Lord have mercy, no, because Jesus is gonna slap it back like that and flip them off like that. I no, shouldn't no, Jesus <laughs> gonna slap that head back around, okay? okay. You remain humble, you remain okay. humble to That's your leadership. Right. If you suck That's your teeth, right. listen, like when I was a kid, you know, if my mother said something, I didn't like I went upstairs and put my head up under my pillow <laughs> and screamed. <laughs> She never knew I screamed, okay? Yeah, I did not, you know, because okay. authority would have slapped my head off, okay? We are to pray for those, that's Matthew Good. 5, who despitefully use I us, use okay? Us. That's right. That's the word of God. Sometimes that's it's right. leadership. That's the word. Okay? That's the word. So mm -hmm. even though they may not be treating you right, you are mandated right. by the word of God. The that's best right. way to get God's attention and get the mm -hmm. blessings of the Lord that the Bible said maketh us rich and add no sorrow is through obedience. Amen. Amen. That's excellent. Thank you. Thank you. That's excellent. That leads us to this next point of how does a family play a role in the father's business? If you are married, if you are married and you're watching and are listening, how does your particular family that you're in, how's that setting you up? to actually work in the Lord's business in the kingdom. Okay. Sister May. Um, God has an order. Okay. Mm -hmm. God first, mm -hmm. if you're married, husband and wife, and then mm -hmm. family. You mm -hmm. cannot operate in the kingdom unless you master your house first. Okay. 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 So if you're going to do the, the father's business, your first mm -hmm. business assignment is mm -hmm. to make kingdom in your house. Okay. Kingdom husband, kingdom wife, kingdom kids. Okay. okay. And you uh -huh. do that in the order of how God has set you first to know who he is. The okay. Bible tells us that we are to train our children. Okay, um, mm -hmm. in, in the Old Testament, it said they used to write stuff on like um, rags and wrap it around their wrists and wrap it around the, as bands so that the children right. would remember um, the word of the Old Testament. It is uh, mm -hmm. in order to do the father's business. One of the orders of his business is that your your wife and your husband, that's your first ministry. You know, yes. the next ministry is your children. Okay, mm -hmm. you you mm -hmm. can't you cannot really do it out of order you have to is god first you got to have a relationship with the father you got to have a relationship mm -hmm. and understand that the kingdom 
that that we're supposed to learn um, as individuals and supposed to learn as as a husband and wife. We are to teach that to our children. And then mm-hmm. it allows you to take that outside. You can't master the kingdom of God without learning how to master the things that he gives you first. The Bible says in Matthew 6, 33, and this is one of my, one of my favorite scriptures, seek ye first the kingdom of God and, mm-hmm. and his righteousness. And all of these things uh, will be added mm-hmm. unto you. When you do the first thing, which is being obedient to the word of God as a husband, as a wife, mm-hmm. And then teaching your children how to uh, obey uh, their parents, because the Bible said this is right in the Lord. Mm-hmm. Um, so mm-hmm. your your kingdom business is just mm-hmm. discipling your family. That's your first mm-hmm. kingdom business. You still that's right. You got to disciple your family. You're still first. doing the Matthew twenty eight making disciples. Mm-hmm. But your first that's disciples, right. your first church is your family. Yes, Pastor. Pastor May, however, I'm having a. I'm gonna give you a scenario. Uh-huh. Okay, so say if I'm if I'm a if I'm a woman and you know I I've got a ministerial assignment on my life at the local church. I've got this assignment where I'm assisting the pastor, and I've got to be there on Wednesday. I got to be there on Saturday. I got to be there on Sunday twice, and I got to make sure that everything's right at the church house. So it's to the point where I have no time to really take care of my husband at home. I don't have time to cook for him. I don't have time to clean. I don't have to really focus on making sure my kids get their homework done because all of my time is being spent at the church house. And I feel the Lord has ordained me to walk out my call and to actually sacrifice all of my time so that I can actually be in his will. Mm-hmm. So I'm saying... Well, I don't have to spend all this time at my home and taking care of my family because I am justified because I'm doing the work of the Lord. So how can someone sit before me tonight and tell me that my first ministry has to be at my home when the Lord said that he has called me into ministry and I got to be there almost around the clock? Well, the, if if you read that, the people say, well, they're talking about a man, you know. But if you read, um, I think it's first first Timothy, it talks about the qualification mm-hmm. of an elder. Okay. Yes. Um, uh-huh. it gives a qualification that you have to be kind. You have to be, you know, got all that right. that good stuff. But then it says right. that you also have to to um uh be controlling of your house. And also of your children, your children have to um, uh, be good children Uh, and good children based on your, um, your training. That is the mandate. That's the order. That's the order in which God um, set up. I was, um, I was assistant to the pastor. I was a youth director. Um, Mm -hmm. I sung on the choir uh-huh. Um, I served as um, chair lady for Women's Day for two years in a row. I okay. had a husband. I had three sons. I had two mm-hmm. nieces and a great nephew in the house, mm-hmm. and I was and I worked every day. Okay, mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. and preached mm-hmm. on. I had a preaching engagements almost once a month through, through the whole okay. month. But mm-hmm. when it came time for me to take care of my house. I, mm-hmm. I had to ask the Lord to give me order 
my husband was something my pastor needed. I Uh said, "Um, Pastor, my husband comes first. Okay. You told you told the pastor that. Oh, I yes, I did. I did. I said to my pastor, and he was married, you know. Okay. Um, (laughs) All of my pastors were married. So what you know, so um they may not have did it, but I Uh did it. And I said, My first I understood once my husband and I got back together, I understood my first ministry. Okay. Okay. And so I, you know, I requested, I said, I I do understand. If mm-hmm. I have to find someone to, to take my place, I will. Mm-hmm. But I okay. must take care of, of my home first. You okay. know? So yes. I had to put things in order. In I had order. to also okay. um, mm-hmm. talk to my pastor to help work through. I said, because, uh, you know, I'm not going to ruin my home. You're going home to okay. have your home. I'm going mm-hmm. home and my husband may, you know, may be working or something like that. Mm-hmm. And my kids' homework is not done. They're not getting good grades in school. Y- your kids is okay. My kids okay. ain't, you know. Okay. So I, I made it, I, I was not um, afraid to mm-hmm. allow order to come into my house, I would go I to like my that. pastor mm-hmm. and say, look, okay. I can't do that this time. Okay. You know, mm-hmm. or I can't fulfill that obligation. Can you get okay. someone else? Um, you know, I humbly submitted, okay. but if I could not do it, my, and, and my house had to take precedent, you know, and I explained mm-hmm. to, to them, um, I would be out of order. Okay. okay, so and, that would be the advice that you give to a woman that's listening oh, yeah. tonight okay. and or watching oh, that absolutely. she should do things decent and in order. And that doesn't mean that she's not following the the anointing that's on her life, that she's not honor, honoring that. No, there's honor- be a guilt trip right now. There's nothing new under the sun. There's people that are going through that right oh, now. Oh, absolutely. And I do understand, but you have to take a stand. If you know the word of God, you know what the word of God says. And mm-hmm. you can you can remind your leadership where you're, if they don't understand, you can remind mm-hmm. them where mm-hmm. your first ministry lies. And your okay. first ministry lies with your family first. It's mm-hmm. God, your marriage, mm-hmm. and then your children. If Amen. you have children, Amen. you know. Amen. So you, you are required. That's God mm-hmm. is requiring us mm-hmm. to take care of our spouses and that's mm-hmm. a requirement you know Amen. why are you married if you're not you're <laughs> not going to do what god has required you to do as a husband and a wife you know Amen. so it's very important yeah. that we put things in order as a woman mm-hmm. that has a husband and children uh, you have other obligations you have to you can set the humbly set the right. order you know, That's right. and if it means that you are relinquished from the duty of this, well, you can't do this, um, that mm-hmm. I'm going to get somebody else and then I'm going to release mm-hmm. you completely. And that basically they mm-hmm. fire you. It's OK. Yeah. Yeah. You, you listen, you go on in Jesus name because mm-hmm. there's always other opportunities for you to do kingdom work. And it doesn't mm-hmm. always mean be an assistant to your pastor. Doesn't always mm-hmm. mean that you'll be an armor bearer. Discipleship right. is the main um, kingdom work that you should Amen. be doing. And if you can't Amen. do that other stuff that makes you look good, it puts you Amen. in a high status, you know, in the <laughs> eyes of the pastor. You're preaching now. Okay. You know, you want to mm-hmm. look good and your house right. is raggedy. Girl, you better go somewhere and sit down with that noise and get your house <laughs> in order. 
Okay, so you can keep your husband and Amen. Your, your kids in order. They won't be baby kids running all over the church. <laughs> you know, so. Okay, Pastor Ray, I get you. Okay, yes, amen, amen. Somebody needed to hear that. I believe somebody had gotten free from what you just shared. As a single woman, how should they handle the business of the father? Well, you're married. Listen, we're married to God. You know, I mean, mm -hmm. he's Jesus is the husband man. Okay. Mm -hmm. So Amen. you're still obligated first to him. And mm -hmm. then you're obligated to yourself. We talked about this earlier, self-care, making sure yes. that you care for yourself. You take time to make sure you go to the doctors. You make time that you make sure that you're eating healthy. You make sure mm -hmm. that you're, you know, you're, you're caring, you know, if you like to get facials or massage, whatever it, it takes for you to be able to run the race, you know, that, that has been set before you. You got to make sure yes. you're healthy enough. Okay. You got to make, if yes. you got a pastor that's preaching and you're the armor bearer, you know, you, mm -hmm. you got to make sure that you're taking care of yourself Amen. in order Amen. to run it. Some pastors, they, they preach in 24 seven, almost, you know, they're all mm -hmm. over the place, you know, and exactly. you are, and you're getting the privilege of being mm -hmm. able to be the, it's, it's a privilege to be an armor bearer. It's a privilege to be mm -hmm. a handmaid. And so mm -hmm. as a single person, you get to get exposed to all of that, which is That's amazing. Right. It's That's a learning right. opportunity for any mm -hmm. single person that be able to, um, to trailblaze with their leaders, you know, Amen. you know, they, be, they get mentorship. They get those intimate moments with their leader that you can't get if you're married because you can't be there all the time, you know? Exactly. But if exactly. you're single, it, mm -hmm. there are opportunities that are afforded you because you are single. But in exactly. order for you to be able to do that, you, you definitely got to take care of yourself and make sure Amen. that your lifestyle is maintained righteous and holy before the Lord. Okay. And, and how does um, that look? How, huh? how does a lifestyle of righteous, how does a single woman's lifestyle look that is one that is holy and righteous? How, paint us a picture of how that might look. It's again, it's walking in obedience. The word, the Bible has given us a roadmap. We don't need to, okay. you know, it's given us instruction. He's given us a manual. We don't have to rewrite it. It says to um, that we are to live holy. Holy means mm -hmm. being, being obedient to the word of God. Um, mm -hmm. It means a lifestyle of prayer, a okay. lifestyle of fasting, uh, yes. a, 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 you know, a lifestyle of, of worship, a life. Mm -hmm. I mean, this, this is really for every believer, but you know, uh, being able to praise and worship and not have an audience. Right. Eight, what you, eight. what you That's do, it. what you do it for mm -hmm. the folk, you mm -hmm. should already have done that at home. You That's know, right. There, you know, mm -hmm. there's a lifestyle That's of, right. of, that God is requiring us. Our worship, our praise should be getting home. Mm -hmm. Our prayer life. You know, you you you, you can't pray in public. Well, you, you oh, I can mm -hmm. pray at home. Well, then if you mm -hmm. if you truly have a prayer life, a mm -hmm. lifestyle of prayer, mm -hmm. you yes. can pray anywhere. That's right. And drop That's up right. a dime and somebody say, pray for me. The Holy Spirit mm -hmm. will give you what you need to say. That's but exactly right. It's a right. lifestyle. 
and everything that is required for us as believers it's a lifestyle and a lot of times people don't don't take up the lifestyle they take up a lifestyle for everything else but they Mm -hmm. won't take up a true lifestyle and sometimes it means even not watching certain things on television that you really love you know exactly Um, because it, it might you know might cloud your mind and might distort you know you when you need to be praying you watching um sisters okay right, right. <laughs> of atlanta or something okay right you know, that mm-hmm. crazy nonsense stuff you know you right. watch that you know when you need to be praying you and you know right. god has spoken to you about prayer and you watch a television you know and so you open you, your spirit up you might be lonely your and you're going to open your spirit up to yeah. a lust demon yes before yes. long you may be out there fornicating right exactly so you, you gotta know, be so very you gotta be careful with the eye careful. gate your eye gate you gotta be careful yeah. with this eye gate and this ear gate and right. all even what you're putting in your mouth you can be a gluttony you could just eat 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 all the a gallon of ice cream yeah ain't fun to sit there and watch yeah. netflix and then you're uh-huh. gonna eat a gallon of ice cream and a big bag of chips that's but also- not self-care also you know. make sure that you 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 know you have lifestyle activities as well. You can go bowling, you can go listen, you can still live, okay? Right. It is not a um a a, a, a <laughs> solitude place, you know, although we all right. have a place of solitude that we go to and pray, but you're not living in a monastery, you know, you don't you, you right. don't have to, you know, it's not a certain, you know cold and you don't have to dress in long dresses no more and you know (laughs) all of that stuff and you you can't wear open toe shoes and red shoes and all that yeah i mean listen you can wear makeup and put on eyelashes now you can get (laughs) the nails painted red if that's what you want and toes and all that stuff you know i mean right you need to i believe that the holy spirit lets us know how to dress how to uh, um to appear and still be stylish, mm-hmm. still be exactly. youthful, still be seasoned, mm-hmm. okay? Exactly. And still be right. fashionable. Come on, hey, here. better this, know it. You, you can't go. Listen, don't be going <laughs> to church talking about you to pass this armor bear and your dress is so tight that you can see the seams splitting. Okay. Yeah. Or you're a praise right. and worshiper and your your chest is about to jump out of your dress. Come on here. That ain't right. holy. No. Ain't nothing holy. There, no man should no. have to try to Mm-mm. take his attention or focus on something else because you bend over and they can see what's inside mm-hmm. your dress. You know, come on here. Right. That right. no. No, no, no. Holy That's Spirit, right. As a single mm-hmm. woman and as a married woman, mm-hmm. you know. Yes. I see some mm-hmm. married sisters. Like, okay. Mm-hmm. All right. Yeah. Husband did, and then some husbands can't <laughs> say anything to their wives about their yes. clothes. So, you know, right. that's a whole argument. But come on. You're right. You're yes, right. I was just telling argument. my Mm -hmm. listen i was just telling my son last night about what my how my dad raised us so strict yeah he was he told me his girls he said you are not you should you're never going to go out of my house showing your skin and all of that he said when you get married that's for the that's for you and your husband for the bedroom and my my dad's been gone many years Uh and i'm in my 50s so Uh that but that still sticks with me sure you know and i thank and praise god for that you know that my dad spoke that but i'm not knocking single moms because a mom can speak that to her daughter as well absolutely he said no you're valuable you don't chase a man a man's gonna chase you he gonna find you there's different things 
I am a widowed woman now uh -huh. and soon to be back on the dating scene, Sister sure. May. Sure. <laughs> so I, listen, I you, encourage you, that. <laughs> yes, but God gave me a way to do it. He yes. gave me a way decent and in order. You said order. Mm -hmm. He said order. There's mm -hmm. decency and order as a widowed woman going back into the dating scene. Yeah. I thank and praise the Lord that he is leading and guiding even that area of my life. Absolutely. I turned it over to him. And actually, my late husband, I believe, is smiling down on me. Sure. He wants me to live and yeah. flourish. Yes, again. exactly. That yes. that's one of the Amen. things my husband and I, you know, kids sometimes don't like for you to talk about stuff. My husband and I, I told my husband, I said, number one, don't put all that money in no in the ground. Okay. You can give me a nice funeral. Okay. But don't spend a whole lot of money because you got to live after I go in the ground. And I'm going to live after you go in the ground. <laughs> and so we already have the understanding. I said, I don't want you to yeah. you, you take a year to mourn me. That's fine. I think right. that's, a, that's appropriate enough. Yeah. I said, but don't, don't be, don't live in the graveyard. You know, Amen. If, Amen. even if you don't visit after the year, I ain't gonna, it ain't gonna make no difference to me because I'm gonna be in glory. Okay, you Amen. won't know that I hadn't been to the cemetery. <laughs> <laughs> so, know, oh, Lord have mercy. Said to each other, yes. live your whoever goes first. That's right. The other one, mm -hmm. we want them to live. The, if you should decide to remarry, fine. You know, mm -hmm. um, live your life. If That's God has right. spared you and the other That's spouse right. is going on, He spared you. That mm -hmm. means your work is not done life is still mm -hmm. in you and he's mm -hmm. continuing to allow mm -hmm. you to live a, a longer time so whatever time you yes. have live it mm -hmm. to the fullest y'all hear that pastor may speaking to this audience and she's actually giving you a release to move on move on don't stay in the grave i i, I said that at my husband's funeral when i got up to give remarks uh -huh. i said do not stay at the grave too long. There no. are times we got to stay there and weave and moan and groan. Yeah, and I, no. Listen, it's I am not taking that away process. from anybody. Yeah. But don't live there forever. Mm -hmm. You've got to move on. Mm -mm. He wouldn't yeah. allow you to stay here on this earth if he didn't want you to live and move on with your Absolutely. life. Absolutely. Yes. Absolutely. And so that, we've made that word. pact. We've made that pact with each other. But I Amen. told him I'm living to 120. Okay. Okay. So now, he said, now he said he was he's gonna live to 120. I said, wait, I'll still see you in glory because that means you older than me. That means you leave me first. Okay. Okay. <laughs> hey man, you something else. You something else, sister man. <laughs> but um, so as we conclude our podcast tonight, what is the most important thing that we should understand about the father's business? I said it before obedience. You got obedience is so, so important. Um, there's a scripture that um the uh, prophet Samuel had said in first Samuel um uh to Saul. He told him that obedience was better than sacrifice. First Samuel 15 and 22. It says, Has the Lord as great a delight in burnt offerings and sacrifice? as an obedience to the voice of the Lord, behold, to obey is better than sacrifice. So the prophet Samuel lets us know that when you obey the word of God, 
whether you're single in ministry, whether you're married in ministry, whether you and your spouse are in joint ministry together, pastoring together, or just in joint ministry together, um, God is requiring us to be obedient. Be obedient. If you're being obedient, you won't, even if stuff comes your way that doesn't work out the way you want it to, the Lord mm-hmm. even tells us how to handle that. He said, mm-hmm. I am your refuge. He says, I'm a very present help in the time of trouble. You know, right. you can cry out mm-hmm. to the Lord. He, he told mm-hmm. us to do that. Psalms 34 mm-hmm. and 6, I believe it is, says this poor yes, man cried is. and the Lord delivered him out of all of his trouble. So mm-hmm. there is, the Bible says there's a way of escape. There is a way of escape. It's the, through the word of God and living your life in obedience. It's not easy. Nobody, I'm not telling you it's easy. Okay, that's right. Because we mm-hmm. we fall short every day. We sin in some way every day. That's why I thank God for repentance. So repent, get up, brush yourself off, and if God gives you opportunity, He is the God of another chance. So yes, he get is. it right the next time. You know, the Bible said a man falls down seven times, but he gets back up. Uh-huh. We have the spirit of bounce back, bounce right back. That's and right. get up and, right. and, and, and live your life in obedience to God. And, and I like that. I've got key word, obedience yes. to God. Mm-hmm. Sister May, this has been an amazing discussion, an anointed and appointed discussion that I know that the Lord ordained for this evening. And I thank you for coming and sharing from the depths of your heart like you always do. You're such a woman of excellence. I thank oh, God for you. You have, you have actually sharpened me. You know how the word says, iron sharpens iron. Yes. Well, I thank God that you are the blade that has kept me oh. sharp. Oh my Thank God. You. Praise the Lord. Thank I'm, you. I'm so I just grateful. love my sister May. <laughs> I'm so grateful. I love you too. I'm so grateful. <laughs> I, I mean, we met on Sisters in the Pulpit, That's y'all. Right. Okay. That's, right. That's how we met. <laughs> Okay, right. sisters in the pulpit. We met through that through the um the group, and we've been That's connected right. for the last couple of years, and and it's been a blessing, um to have uh, to know you, and mm-hmm. to even gotten to know your family and uh, mm-hmm. even your husband, you know, um before his um, his transition. So mm-hmm. we praise God. Um, I praise God for knowing you, mm-hmm. and affording me mm-hmm. even this opportunity to be on this venue. Thank you. And I thank God that you have walked with me through some difficult times in my life. You didn't know, I didn't know that was going to occur, that you were going to walk with me through some difficult seasons, but the Lord knew just who I needed. He knew I needed a woman like you. You are, as you said, a midwife that helps to birth those things out of people and helps to walk them through. Yeah. And that what God knew what I needed. All you all the way in a whole 15 states over. I was in Michigan. And I, like, I didn't even know where you lived at until you said, well, where do you live at? I'm thinking you're around close here somewhere. Until you say, I'm in Michigan. I said, honey, she lives in Michigan. <laughs> and so God is a good God. Yes, he is. And But so, you're closer now. You're closer. That's right. I'm closer. I'm in Raleigh. I'm closer. I was in D.C. for the holiday and I was close to you. You are not too far from D.C. I was like, I'm so close to my friend. Maybe I could just drive on a little further yeah. to see oh, her. You should have came and, right on. You know, I would have had you know. some fried chicken and macaroni and cheese ready for y'all. 
<laughs> well, hey, you better hold, you better not, hey, don't be talking like that. Uh-huh. I love listen. me some good Southern food. Oh, All right. Lord. Well, listen, should, anytime. Listen. Anytime you want to come, let me know. It'll be ready. I'm taking you up on that one. Uh But is is there anything that you want to share with the audience that you did not have a chance to share before we close the podcast? Just just love God and let God love you back to health, whatever is going on in your life. Um, The Bible tells us in Jeremiah 29, 11, the Lord has a plan for your life. It's a good plan. Don't always feel like it's good, but it's a good plan. And you can expect the ending to be well. Amen. 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 Thank you, Sister May. Will you mind closing us in prayer this evening? Sure. Father God, in the name of Jesus, we thank you. We honor you. We glorify you. Father, we love you. We thank you so much for your son, Jesus, that died for us, that we will understand and recognize what true love really is. True love that took you to the cross to die for our many, many sins that we do daily. So, Father, I thank you in the name of Jesus for a Lotus Flower Podcast. Father, I pray that anyone that is watching this broadcast yes. or tonight will be get would get blessed. They will be encouraged. They will be strengthened. They will understand that you have a purpose and a plan for their life. God, I thank you for my sister, Dr. Pamela, that has a, a opened up this venue for people to hear and to get some type of relief of the trials and tribulations of their lives. So God, I thank you as you continue to use her for your glory. God wants to be used. Use her, oh God, in the name of Jesus that lives will be changed, souls will be saved, people will be healed, people will get turned around from their wicked ways, people will be saved, delivered, and set free because of this broadcast. So, Father, I thank you in the name of Jesus. I pray, God, that you give her everything that she needs. Put the right people in place for her to continue to take this ministry as far as you want her to take it. And as far as she desires to take it, God, make the way for you are a way maker. So, God, we thank you in the name of Jesus that you are her shepherd. You are our shepherd. And we don't have to want for anything. So, Father, I thank you and I bless you on tonight. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. In Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Thank you so much, my sister. Thank you. I appreciate you and love you with the love of the Lord. And I want you to know that you are always welcome to come on as a guest on the podcast. I'm looking forward to having you again in the very near future. Anytime I'm here, I miss a phone call away. Yes, yes, yes. And I'm coming for that chicken now. You told yes, me about sir. the chicken. I'm trying to tell you. You let me know. People will come. Okay. Listen, people will come to our house just so they can eat. So <laughs> <laughs> I'm one of those. Count me in. All right. Okay. All right. Well, anytime All right. you think you're going to come up this way, let me know. And I will have the cornbread and everything else to go along with. And a pound cake. Amen. Hey, oh, my. Oh, listen, you had to stop now. <laughs> Okay. Thank you. Love you, sister. I love you too. God bless everyone. God bless you. Good night. Good night. Yes, my friend, Sister May Frances Davis. She is a pastor, co-pastoring with her husband in Philadelphia. She's also a playwright and author 
a conference and seminar speaker, and she has written several books. Her latest book is available on Amazon as well as in the Barnes and Noble's bookstore and as well as on her website, which we featured at the beginning of the podcast. I have included in the podcast description the link to her website, and I would encourage you, you and you, to go ahead and click on that link, read her bio once again, read the links that are there, and actually ask the Lord to show you how you might connect with this powerful woman of God. Once again, we are the Lotus Flower Podcast. The episode title tonight was Managing the Father's and the Family's Business, Season 3, Episode 20. I am your host, Reverend Dr. Pamela Robinson, and I greet you with a holy and hearty good night. Thank you so much. I look forward to having you again on the podcast with me next Tuesday evening, streaming live at 7 p.m. on the Dr. Pamela Robinson Facebook page, as well as on the Lotus Flower YouTube channel. We also air on various audio podcasts starting with Amazon Podcasts all the way down to Google Podcasts. We air not only all over the United States, but also into other countries. We are a global and international ministry. Once again, thank you for joining us this evening. My special guest, Pastor May Francis Davis, thank you again, the Lotus Flower Podcast. Season number three, episode number 20. May God richly bless you this evening. May his face shine upon you as you go forth with your day. If it's day, morning, evening, or night, wherever you find yourself in this time zone, I pray that God's blessings would be upon you. Good night.